At Holy Wisdom Monastery, our mission is shaped by values drawn from the rule of Benedict, prayer, hospitality, justice, and care for the earth. Presented by the Benedictine Women of Madison, this is the Holy Wisdom Podcast, bringing our hospitality to you. Hello, everyone. Um, Before we get started on this podcast, I just wanted to give a little heads up. Um, We had a really wonderful guest who's who's so charming and so fun to listen to. I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Um, She was a little nervous for it and afterwards asked if I would be able to add on a little note, say, um, just to mention how much the sisters made a difference in her story and how meaningful they were in her growth. Again, you'll learn more about it as you listen, but she really wanted me to emphasize that even though she forgot to mention it just through all of the nerves, the sisters were just so impactful to her and so important and really what made it so special. As um, another note, I also wanted to say that this will be the last episode with me as your host and you will have a brand new host next episode. You'll have to tune in to find out who it is, but it won't be me. So with that, I just want to say thank you. And it's been such a joy making these podcasts. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy the episode with Sarah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holy Wisdom Podcast. If the sound is a little bit different in this episode, it's just because we're recording in a different manner instead of our usual. I hope it sounds good. I hope um, it's not too jarring, of course. And today we have a very special episode because we have a special guest, Sarah Wilkin Gibbart, who was a former sojourner here at Holy Wisdom Monastery. Um, For those who don't know, That means that she came and lived with the sisters for six months. And it's a very unique experience. Um, If any of you are interested in learning more about that or even some of our shorter programs like Summer Stewards, you can go visit our website. But for now, let us welcome Sarah. Sarah, thank you for being here. And um, do you want to give yourself a small introduction real quick? Sure. Well, I'm really happy to be here and get to talk with you and the listeners. Um, I'm ended up coming to the Madison area and getting to know the area and getting to know Holy Wisdom through the Sojourner program and then got to stay in the area because I made it into grad school here and now I'm a Sunday Assembly member. Yeah, I work in I work in town but yeah, I'm I'm a Sunday Assembly member and it's been it's been great to continue that relationship. Congrats on being to go to graduate school here. My sister actually did that too. That's part of the reason that what dragged me over here. <laughs> so honestly, that leads me very easily into my first question, which is why did you join the Sojourner program? After all, dedicating six months to being in a new place, living a completely different lifestyle. That's a big commitment. <laughs> what was it that um, got you interested and made you decide to try it? Um, well, it's a little bit of a complicated story, so I hope it doesn't become too convoluted. (laughs) I am here for it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm someone who my faith has always been important to me and has just been part of my life. My dad was a United Methodist pastor, Mm -hmm. and just growing up as a pastor's kid, I you know, there's there's the crazy ones <laughs> who revolve, and then there's I don't know. We I love all the pastors' kids, but 
for me, it was, it's always been um, a dynamic experience, figuring out what my faith means to me, but it has always been there. Mm-hmm. It ended up being this, like, Hansel and Gretel. I had this kind of moment my senior year where I realized, like, I'm not going to get into grad school next year. It's Christmas break. What am I going to do? Like, I'm going to have to figure this out. There were, like, all of these little crumbs in my life that I use the words, like, the Holy Spirit's presence just kind of sprinkled throughout. So I, it was my senior year, I call it that when I was trying to apply to grad school, um, my parents were really pressuring me to make it happen. And whenever I'd sit down to make this application, I just got this like dead inside feeling, like just no energy, no, just nothing in there. Um, I managed to scrape by an application and it was denied. And then Christmas break, I'm like, okay, I have you know, nothing else to do. And I'm checking my uh, hotmail um, inbox, which I had been locked out of. So I had like 3,000 messages oh, no. trying to go through and delete them. And I ran into an email from Holy Wisdom. And I thought, oh, oh yeah, I met this. I remember I met this sister three years ago when I was first starting college. Sister Lynn had come to Wartburg where I was studying biology. I attended her chapel where she spoke. I don't remember what she said, but I just remember thinking, wow, like this person has an interesting vibe. And the way she said things just kind of struck me, how she was talking about faith and church and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I connected with her outside of our cafeteria and gave her my email and heard about summer stewards, but I had always been busy during the summer, so it just, it wouldn't have worked, but ended up giving them this email address and never thought about it again really (laughs) as you do sometimes yeah so this email just popped out at me I'm like oh yeah and I clicked it and then it said you know new program uh sojourner program you know live work and pray for six months at the monastery and I just just knew like oh this is it 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 was this sense of alignment like just this it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a little flashback <laughs> to one, I was a little kid, maybe eight, nine, when you're f- kind of figuring out your parents had a life before you were born and yes. you're kind of getting to know them. I remember my white and green blanket, my blankie, like tucked in. I had a fort in the back seat on our road trip. And I was kind of quizzing my dad, like, what is college? You know, what is seminary? You know, what did you like about it? And he said his favorite part of seminary was living for two weeks at a Benedictine monastery. For some reason, that conversation made an impression on me. I feel bad for parents because you never know what the kids will remember. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) But I remembered that moment, and then I recalled... My senior year of high school, I had gotten to take a college course, and this psychology teacher we had was pretty eccentric and um, was telling the class that she had lived at a monastery for a few months. She learned to make a particular wooden instrument, and she also made her own coffin, and it happens to be in her garage right now. So everyone's like, 
reeling, picturing her remembering her death <laughs> every day when she's driving into her garage. I was like, this person's not Catholic. She lived at a monastery. Like, that's so cool. It's so, I want to do that. And it was just like this light of an idea that just came to me and just rested there. I didn't know why that was interesting to me. I've been, you know, kind of an adventurous person, but I just was like, oh, I'd like to do that. So my freshman year, I had kind of mentioned this to my academic advisor that, oh, I think I might like to spend some time at a monastery. Don't really know what that is. Like, they seem kind of cool. I don't know. And she's like, oh, I don't know much about it. I connected with Sister Lynn. It never worked out. And now we're here to my, my senior year. And I just was like, oh, this is it. So I went, I told my dad, Dad, I'm going to live at a monastery next year. This is going to be awesome. And he's like, okay, honey, it's nice, you know. And then I'm like, oh, Mom, I'm going to go live at a monastery next year. I go across to her bedroom. She's Southern, and she's very practically minded. And she says, oh, honey, wouldn't one week be enough? <laughs> <laughs> And then I told my academic advisor, I'm like, I'm going to go live in a monastery next year. And she's like, you know, don't you think you'd like to do something more active? Uh, <laughs> she's like, like, have you seen the gardening that they do? <laughs> oh, so, yes. So anyway, that's a long answer to part of why, why I came. And I guess um, I had also read a book about, uh, I highly recommend it, Awareness. The Perils and Opportunities of Reality by Anthony DeMello. This book just kind of challenged me to kind of rethink some things, and I came here for an overnight to kind of get to know the place, and um, I drove from Waverly, Iowa over to Madison, and just the people here, I thought, you know, they know whatever, their life, like, they're living what I'm reading in this book, and I want to learn from them. I want to mm -hmm. be more like them, and I want to learn from them. And so I did it. Yeah, I've definitely had similar feelings when I first time I came here. I remember the first day I walked in and something about the place just felt so unique. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so fun listening to your story because I haven't heard it before. Um, and it sounds, it reminds me a lot of Sister Denise's story of how she came to be a sister here at the monastery in the first place, mm -hmm. um, which was actually the previous episode. And it was a similar thing where it's just all these little pieces kind of kept falling into place that it led in a certain direction and suddenly she was here mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love stories like that because the universe or whatever spiritual energy that you believe in just kind of leads you where you need to go sometimes if you're willing to pick up the signs mm. so that's wonderful and I'm so glad that you were able to go have that experience despite your mother's hesitations yes <laughs> and my academic advisor's hesitations I actually want to do something more active <laughs> I, I, I yeah to be fair, I would probably have a similar thought before coming and working here because I didn't know anything about a monastery life before working here. But that brings it to my next question, which is you're now living at the monastery. Is there any favorite memories or just favorite parts of that experience of those six months? I know I'm sure it's hard to pick because that's a long time, but... Uh, yeah, um, I think it, you know, it's really like going on a trip to wherever like you have the experience and it's amazing and then you, you know you travel to this experience and then as you go through life that experience travels with you mm -hmm. I remember just having the sense while I was here like 
I would have done anything they told me to do. Like, I would have worn a habit. I would have, like, if I made a mistake, I would have prostrated myself in front of them to apologize. Like, I was ready for anything. <laughs> and, um, but I just, I, I would wake up and just think, you know what, like, I don't know what's next. I don't know if I'll make it into grad school next year, but I am here and this is right where I need to be. And this is every, little moment is just exactly the moment I need to be having right now and that I can't say I feel that way every day but it was really a really cool reassurance to have that feeling here so that was a highlight and then also like the summer before I came I'm like what am I doing like and there's gonna be these other women there I'm in my early 20s you know there was like someone who was in her 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s like and I'm like what do I have to offer I'm gonna be maybe I'll just be this small person who doesn't know anything or they're gonna you know and it was so cool to like you grew up with your peers you're going to school with your peers Mm -hmm. this whole time and getting to know other women in all these different ages and stages of life and be and get to know them as an adult and just see wow like these are all single women and they're generative and creative and on this spiritual growth journey every single age and i think i at least temporarily <laughs> lost my fear of getting older <laughs> so i'm like there's so much to look forward to like the depth. I know. sorry i also look forward i'm also look forward to getting older because um like i like where i am now but i also look forward to just every step of the journey of life uh-huh. yeah Every part's different. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Oh, no. I, it reminds me, um, Sister Joanne, who celebrated a birthday, said, you know, like my favorite is the 40s. Because you kind of know what you're doing, but you have a lot of energy still. <laughs> so that stuck with me. <laughs> and then also, like, we just had so much fun. I admit I'm a fun-loving person. I love the music and just getting to experience the liturgy of the hours and I'd say especially coming out of college or you're maybe you have to pull an all-nighter or you're stressed about this deadline or you know all this crazy stuff and then coming in and being like okay if you picked like a time of day and the day of the week I could tell you probably exactly where I was and that was so not like me I'm I love adventure I love new things But it was interesting to see how having all of this structure opened up an exploration inside of me because everything else was so predictable. There was so much less stimulation. Little, just little things throughout the day would resonate and it was sometimes overwhelming. You know, I just had these like flashbacks of my childhood sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that's normal with the silence, you know? <laughs> but I, it was um, so refreshing. You're like, oh, I'm getting enough sleep. Like, I'm eating a healthy diet. I'm having time to work and also think deeply about my life. So that was a huge takeaway too. So such a relief after after college so i was about to say that sounds like a strange experience <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> it probably shouldn't but but yeah especially out of college because when there's all these to-dos that you have in life when you're growing mm. up right of expectations you know especially in our 
in our society where it's just always go, 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 go. You have to go to school. You have to go to college. You have to get a good job. You have to have a family mm-hmm. if you want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the all train. of these things, you know, it's so precious and refreshing to have some time to set aside and actually, no, you have to be silent just for a while. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And getting a little comfortable with silence. I got exposed to a some tools for well number one that i have this thing called an inner world Mm -hmm. that was new to me given some tools to explore that inner world you know i wasn't familiar with i was kind of interested in eastern schools of thought and meditation and that there are long traditions within the christian church of mysticism and contemplation Mm -hmm. that are already within this tradition that i'm familiar with so getting to explore that and then other tools like, you know, nonviolent communication and self-empathy was totally brand new to me. The Enneagram, not just as like this personality thing, but as a way of spearing your heart or helping you kind of think about your ego and how it, and maybe having, creating that space of, oh, I'm aware of my ego and maybe there are other opportunities to act and respond differently. And just that that balance, there are so many tools that doing that, taking that break, like you said, served have served me so well through my 20s, like even though it's been challenging and discerning, discerning grad school. I did apply mm-hmm. to grad school while I was working here and helping and praying and work or at Labora, pray and work. So the sisters were accommodating and giving me some time to do that in addition to serving the monastery. That discernment was so different than grad school or um, college, where I was like, I don't know where to go. What does God want me to do? God, please just point your your giant finger in the right direction and like let me see it. And so experiencing discernment in a different way gave me tools for discerning my future partner. And my dad passed away after being here. And just having all of these tools, doing that exploration was just so so helpful again that it's just traveled with me and and I think really helped me out in my this last decade it seems like I can I can feel it (laughs) but um I feel like this kind of already answers because I had one more question and I feel like this already kind of answers it with your description I figure that anybody who listens will probably connect with it right away but what kind of person do you think would enjoy coming to go through the Sojourner program just as you have? Also, if I keep mispronouncing it, I am so sorry. <laughs> this is a, I don't know why, but this word gets me every time. I always want to add an extra R. That's totally, it's all, it's all good. I, I have my own words like that. <laughs> don't we all? But yes. yeah, just what other, you know, what kind of person do you think would be called that would enjoy this program? Right. Well, um, you know, it, I think it's so interesting, like I said, because the sojourners who were also, I was here with some other sojourners, so there was someone in her 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, so I'm sure that each of them are very different, but I can, I was thinking about, like, who was I when I was getting ready to be, or thinking about this experience, and I would say, like, I was a thoughtful person and a deep person. Mm-hmm processing you know what is my faith or what how does it what's the context in the real world or um so I was a a 
faithful person. I was a Christian, um, but kind of figuring out this Jesus guy and if that really what that meant to me at the time. I was in transition, but needing some rest. I was open, really wanting to grow and learn, experience, benefit, like learn from other people's experiences. And um, I was interested in service. And then I love music and I love nature and people. So those are all, all of those things kind of met. And that's, that's how I, I think happened to fit well into that experience. Definitely, it seems like it. And I, I feel like that's, that really is kind of encompasses all the things that are included because it is such a unique community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that like, I guess I'd add, I really resonated with the values, the Benedict, what I, I learned later were the Benedictine values of prayer, hospitality, mm-hmm. silence, justice, um, per, I guess like the benefits, I guess, of experiencing silence. Um, yourself, um, justice, care for the earth. So, I mean, just seeing that in the, in the mission and that that's, you know, our entryway, that all may be one. I just, those values really resonated. And I think if you resonate with those values and happen to find yourself in a similar experience, I just would wish it. I would wish that more young women would have the opportunity or just consider i didn't know i didn't grow up catholic i didn't know that something like this existed and it just has been such a well of support mm-hmm. so i would wish that for more people <laughs> and i think that's it's such a beautiful spot to end on of course and such a beautiful wish upon others because i agree you know more of us more of us could take time to have time for ourselves. This can be a really great program for that. So I'm going to put in a shameless plug right here real quick of anybody who's interested in joining and trying the Sojourner um, experience or even a shorter one like Summer Stewards, which is a week long. You can learn more about it at our website. We also have smaller ones, which is only a day during the summers as well. So we got lots of opportunities and we've got a podcast and a newsletter. All these things can be found at our website. (laughs) With that, thank you, lovely listeners, for tuning into this episode. And Sarah, thank you so much for coming out to be on. I really appreciate it. And also just loved listening to your story and talking to you. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Holy Wisdom Podcast. To learn more about us, get updates about new episodes, or to send a message, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under the name Holy Wisdom Monastery, or visit our website, benedictinewomen.org.